Welcome to the MetPro Method Podcast. I am your host, Crystal O'Keefe. Today, I am joined by MetPro Director of Coaching, Megan Omley. And we will be discussing ways to continue your health journey, even while you're traveling. And I need people to know, Megan, that you are like the queen bee of coaching. You're the one that keeps (laughs) us all in check. So like they are getting the experience, the tips today. Thank you so much for joining me. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. I'm so glad you're here. This is a topic that was requested by actually one of our members, one of our clients. And so they wanted to know, hey, how do I travel and still stay healthy? So I want to kind of start by setting up. We're going to talk about a different kinds of travel. So we've got business yeah. travel. We've got family travel. What's different about those two things? And why do we need a couple of different sets of tips? Yeah, no, absolutely. I love this topic, by the way. I am a travel enthusiast. So (laughs) incorporating MetPro during travel is something that I've done a lot personally. So it's important to walk through it, right? The biggest thing I'll say, you know, before we get into the differences between the two, the biggest thing is you've got to think about it ahead of time, because if you just go into it willy nilly, you're probably not going to be successful, right? Or if you say, Hey, I'm going to go into this. I'm going to be a hundred percent perfect. That's really not what's realistic. Right. And so having, (laughs) right. No, you're probably not regardless of how perfect you want it to be. Things come your way. Right. And so being prepared and thinking through it as much as possible is really, really important. I'm not saying like stress and stew, What I'm saying is just be cognizant of what it might look like and prepare. So the differences between travel for business and travel for fun, first is one might occur more often than the other, right? So business travel, if you travel frequently for business, you're going to need a different set of game plans than if you travel infrequently for business. If you're traveling with your family, you're going to need a different set. So the reason for that is when you're traveling for business, Often you're either by yourself or with a coworker, right? But you're usually, you've got some flexibility in the sense of you're kind of taking care of you instead of you're taking care of you, your kids, your wife, your husband, whatever it might be, right? And you've got to take what they want. If your coworker's like, dude, I want to go, you know, over here to Chuck E. Cheese and have a piece of pizza. You're going to be like, okay, man, like have a good time. And I'm going to go over that Texas roadhouse I see and grab a salad and a steak. Like yeah, you can divide and conquer. Whereas with a family, it's like, yeah, okay. You might be stuck with the Chuck E. Cheese choice. So that's a piece of it, right? Those two things. So why you kind of need two different wavelengths, right? Two different thoughts. So that makes sense. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. So then are there any things that are going to be like, okay, high level for both? Or are there going to be like, do we just kind of need to start from, let's talk about business first, and we'll talk about family? Yeah, no, high level for both, I would say is, I like to look at frequency of these events, right? And so if you are a business traveler, and you travel less than five days a month, your game plan might look totally different than if you travel, say, 10 to 15 days or more a month, right? And same thing with family travel, right? If you Let's say this is a family event and you're going to Disney World for the first time in five years and you do this once every five years. That's going to look different than, hey, you know, my kid's on the wrestling team and we travel every other weekend or every weekend, right? So I would say high level, you have to differentiate the two because your level of pre-planning and execution will look different, right? So 
let's go into the business side of things, if that's okay. Absolutely. Let's tackle that first. Yeah. So let's say you're a frequent business traveler, right? If you are somebody who, like I said, is traveling 10, 15 plus days a month, you're going to have to figure out how you do Metro most of the time on the go, right? But then you're also going to have to have this period of transition when you get home to be successful too, right? And so, you know, what does that look like? So a few things that you can do just as far as pre-planning before the travel or things you can consider are make sure you book a hotel with a gym. Make sure you book a hotel that might have a big continental breakfast or kitchen in the room, or at least at minimum, a refrigerator, right? You can make do. If you've got a refrigerator, we can make do with that, right? So I know gyms at hotels were closed until very recently. Now that's more open. Or you might just have a plan of a little space in your room to have a place to do some body weight work, right? So for a common business travel, I I would say those things can go ahead of you actually traveling, right? So taking those things into consideration is really important. And then some other things are if you're traveling by car, or if you get to your destination as a business traveler and you have a car, hit the grocery store, right? That's the first place I would say to hit. The reason for that is, like I said, we're kind of talking about people who business travel 10, 15 days a month, right? Then you can go, you can pick up your a couple apples. You can pick up your prepackaged one ounce nuts, right? You can grab some oatmeal or yogurt for breakfast, pop the yogurt in the fridge. If you've got a microwave, then you can grab the oatmeal, right? Or you can get a lot of that too at a continental breakfast, right? And then carry your snacks with you. Everybody usually carries some sort of bag or briefcase, right? There's got to be some little break in your meetings. You can sneak away and eat something little, right? Quick and little. I wouldn't take a thing of yogurt and chia seeds to try to mix together and then spoon in your mouth in between meetings. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, where that portability comes in. (laughs) Exactly. And just being realistic about it too, right? So grocery stores can be a really big asset, especially when you are on the go frequently, right? The other thing I would say is, business dinners crop up a lot, right? For somebody who travels that frequently, they're probably doing a little bit of whining and dining with clients, what have you. When they are doing that, they don't always have like the freedom to pick the place either. Like absolutely. They're just going wherever they're told to go. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so the biggest thing I can say about that is don't make dinner your largest meal. And so if you can have your afternoon snack prior to that dinner, that can make a world of difference, right? You're not going to go into dinner starving. There might be nerves wrapped around this dinner or who knows, right? Depending on the situation, steer clear of ordering things, you know, with sauces and breaded or fried items, right? Trying to order things that are grilled or just more fresh, right? And then have that veggie. And if there's not a meal carb that's appropriate to you and what you can have, then choose just to have a side of veggies with that, right? That can be a really good way to kind of tackle those dinners. Those are all really good ideas. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. And then keep up on your water. That's my next one. Keep up on your water. You've got to. So, you know, that's really that business traveler who's traveling frequently, right? You've got the room got some things that can make that setting easier, right? You've either got a gym or a place to do your body weight workouts. Maybe you bring some bands, something like that. Then you've got some easy meal things. 
I am curious, though, what do we do about people who, especially these travelers that are frequent, what do they do about weighing food or weighing themselves while they're traveling? I love this question. So there's a couple things you can do. As far as weighing your food, don't stress about this. Don't take your food scale into a restaurant, please. Like I, <laughs> and do not say my name if you do, right? <laughs> I did not make you do that. We do not make you do that. You're weighing and measuring your food at home, right? You know what this looks like. Maybe you're in an apogee cycle and you've got more than you're typically accustomed to. It's going to be okay if you eat just a little bit more on occasion. Don't do it intentionally all the time, right? right but right. it's going to be okay if it's not 3.5 ounces on the nose of protein. Like we're going to be okay, right? Okay. And so eyeballing that based on what you know your food looks like at home is the way to do it, right? That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And what about like so we have concierge coaches, are there things that when somebody is traveling frequently, are there tips that people can ask their concierge level coach for help with while they're traveling? Yes, absolutely. Right. If you know places that you're going to be dining or places you're going to be staying and you want your coach to kind of take a peek at a menu or walk through like, Hey, would this be an appropriate thing for me to eat? They are there for that. So make sure to check in with your coach on that. Absolutely. And one other thing I didn't cover that you asked was what about my body weight? What do I do? Yes. Right. I can't weigh myself. So what do I do? There are little travel scales. So if we're going back to talking about somebody who's traveling five or 10, 15 days plus a month, you're going to probably want to grab one of those little tiny travel scales. If you are a concierge client, ask your coach. They've got a good rec for that. But then you can find those things like on Amazon and whatnot. So those can be really helpful to keep track of things and keep yourself in check, right? Now, if you're somebody who's traveling less frequent, just don't worry about it, right? Keep yourself honest, get home, weigh yourself as you get back in your routine and that'll be just fine. So Yeah, and I think also reminding people that when they do get back from travel, if you have been eating out, which is normal, even if you did everything 100% correctly, you're probably going to have at least some water weight that's going to show up. And that's not a crazy Absolutely. thing. It's not a crazy thing at all. And people get so discouraged. I gained four pounds. Well, let's say you flew for that trip too. You've also got some water retention from that or some dehydration going on from that flight, right? So don't put stock in the scale day one or day two home, right? Now, if you get back on track day one home, Probably by day three, day four, you're going to see most of that come back off unless you were really bad. If you were really bad, then it might take a couple more days, right? And there might be a little weight gain there. (laughs) I've been there. I've been there before too. I've been there before. So we kind of talked about those business travelers who are gone a lot, right? Now let's talk about those who might travel two to five days a month, right? Yes. Yes. Your game plan might look a little bit different, right? Because... It's not all the time. It's not super frequent. I can't get a hotel that I can't request that my company always give me a hotel that has a kitchen. Like it's just not feasible as little as I travel. With that, that's okay, right? My biggest things I would say are make sure that you get your MetPro breakfast on point, get your afternoon snack on point, and then the rest is going to be okay for a couple of days right? Or maybe you're just somebody who's like in and out overnight and you don't have time to get to the grocery store. You don't have control of those things. Shoving a couple apples and almonds at the bottom of your bag so that you've got a snack can make a world of difference, right? And then hitting a Starbucks or a Dunkin' Donuts and grabbing a banana, you can almost always find a piece of fruit, right? So trying to start breakfast. Breakfast is a big one for me. 
and trying to get that breakfast. It does. It sets your blood sugar for the day too, right? Like you're going to feel a lot better if you do that versus having a coffee and a donut, because by 10 AM, you're just going to be like, wait, I'm in this meeting, but where the heck am I? Right. You're going to be on that crash and it's not going to be pretty. So trying to set the tone for the day is great. And then afternoon snack, don't go into dinner too hungry and then pay attention to your water intake, right? Those three things for people who travel in frequently can make a world of difference. Okay, this is excellent. And you know, it occurs to me that maybe not everyone who's listening is familiar with MetPro and kind of how we do things. Mm So I just want to give a little bit of information. The MetPro Concierge Coaching provides you with a fully integrated platform to explore your potential with a trained specialist like Megan, who works with you directly to achieve specific goals such as fat loss or athletic performance. We work with executives, professional athletes, the entertainment industry, and anyone ready to transform. So all the people you just talked about. And using the MetPro platform lets our coaches gather a complete picture of your metabolic rate, responsiveness, and lifestyle in order to craft and update your meal plan with precision and never guesswork. So if you are busy and you travel or you simply struggle to find time to reach your wellness goals, our experts will support you with fully personalized time series based on years of research and body transformation experiences. Our clients receive one-on-one coaching that includes baseline testing and a completely tailored meal plan, meal-by-meal game plan, a detailed analysis of how your metabolism is responding, a comprehensive explanation of each program adjustment and what you can expect next, as well as a comprehensive exercise plan that takes your goals, your body type, and access to equipment into consideration. So if you're looking for calorie counting, that's really simple or a generalized online course, MetPro Concierge is not for you. But if you're tired of gimmicks and you're willing to shop and prepare for your meals, then our one-in-one experts are ready to help you master your metabolism and transform. So kind of going from that into now we're going to talk about family. What if you're traveling with your family and you're staying at a resort? It does have a kitchen. How is this going to change things? Maybe it yeah. is Disney World and we're staying okay. for a week. Let's use that. Let's use that. You're at <laughs> Disney World. You're staying for a week, right? You're out and about. You're in and out. You've got kids hanging all over the place. You've got cotton candy in your face and that caramel corn, right? Like okay. ice cream. Ice cream. <laughs> this one specifically might be a time where you go, hey, guess what? I'm going to kind of throw all caution to the wind. Now, let me preface that big time with where are you at? Make sure your concierge coach might know this about you, right? Because they're going to do some different things with you leading up to this trip that is going to matter, right? On how this trip goes. And then number two, decide that beforehand, right? <laughs> that is key. That is decide so Decide that beforehand <laughs> because you're going to be able to go, okay, I'm going to feel good about this. That is my goal, right? And be okay with it, right? And know that, hey, when I get home, I'm gonna have some work to do. Now, if you're four weeks out from running your marathon, this is not the right time to choose to do that. And maybe that trip falls just like that. Well, guess what? It's gonna have to look a little bit different, right? Yeah. But so that's what I mean by pre-plan, right? You have to think about this before you get into it. Otherwise, that cotton candy is just calling your name when you're standing in that two-hour line and it is going to be hard to say no, right? So just pre-planning, right? But let's go back. Let's say this is a trip where you're like, nope, we do this fairly frequently. I need to stay on track a little bit. So like I said, pre-plan. But the biggest thing when you get there, grocery shop, or at least do a grocery delivery, right? This is easy. Let's say you don't want to cart everybody to the grocery store. No problem. Get some sort of grocery delivery just so you have some fresh fruit, 
some nuts, a breakfast option, and then maybe something small for lunch. Now, I'm not saying go get your sweet potatoes, chop them up, put them in the oven, roast them. That is not going to work, right? If you think you can do that, you know, maybe that's something where you've got a condo at the beach, you go there pretty frequently, then that's kind of your prep, right? But when you're on the go, you need to just have simple, grabbable, portable items. So grocery shop, do that. I would say the next thing is choose the two meals that you want to eat yourself, right? So this is, again, somebody who's staying on plan. So you've got your snacks kind of figured out, right? Because you've got that fruit, you've got those nuts. You're going to have breakfast. Let's say your family doesn't get up till nine, but you're up at seven. Well, guess what? Have an option at the hotel so that you can kick off your day right away with your breakfast, right? There's one meal. Right. And then if you're going to splurge at lunch, because you know, you're going to be over by Big Thunder Mountain and you're going to have the big old corn dog there, decide to do that, but then have a game plan for your dinner of, okay, no, then we're going to go sit somewhere at dinner time so that I can order a decent meal, or we're going to come back to the room and we're going to have a decent meal, or we're going to order takeout from somewhere where I can order more properly, right? Or you might choose to flip-flop those things the next day, but choose two meals a day that you can eat where you feel like I'm staying on plan. And like I said, with our business travelers, right? If you can make lunch, your biggest meal, not dinner. Okay. And I'm assuming that's because you're going to have all of those calories. You want a time to kind of burn it off, right? Is that what you're... Okay. Yep. You want a moment to just let your body... You don't want to go straight to sleep on that, right? We kind of have this backwards, frankly, in my opinion, right? Everybody sits down for their largest meal of the day at 7, 7.30, and they want to go to bed at 9. (laughs) Well, yeah. Okay. But like, let's shift that a little bit, right? Make lunch that big meal or make lunch that big carby burrito that you really love to have, right? Did I mention Um, it's lunchtime? Oh, that made me hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, right? I know. All this talk of all these bad foods. (laughs) So, yeah. And so if you are traveling, sometimes alcohol comes into play. What then? What do we do? Yes. Okay. So this is so individual, right? And where it meets everybody at is tricky. So again, this is something think through it. Are you traveling with your best friends from home who you typically have social hour with, you know, once a week? Well, you know, probably every night that's sneaking in there, right? Or if you set your mind to it, you're not going to do that. And that's one of your goals for the trip, then stick with that, right? Choose the nights you're going to drink. So again, game plan, big deal. But then you can choose things that are less impactful, right? And so what I'll say about that is maybe you order a tequila and lime and that's it right? On the rocks. And that's what you do. Or maybe the next night you're at an Italian place. And so you are having that glass of wine. Well, you know, that's a heavier hitter than maybe those hard alcohols, right? And so maybe choosing to do the wine or the beer a little bit less frequently and choosing something a little bit lighter on the other evenings. Again, this is going to be so individualized in what you feel like for you makes you successful, right? Because it might be the fact that when you're home, you're drinking wine two or three nights a week. Well, then maybe drinking wine three or four nights on vacation is an okay thing for you, right? Sure. So it's just really going to depend on you and where and how you feel like your body reacts to those things. So Yeah. But it's going to pop in there. So have 
a game plan because if Either. you are at Disney World, you're gonna have alcohol at the end of the day. Because yeah, especially if you go over to Epcot. <laughs> I mean, how do you go to Epcot and walk the world right? and not have a beer? Like, come right? on. <laughs> yeah. So you gotta think ahead, right? If you know you're doing that, then make sure you're not doing something else, or maybe you've skipped it the night before, or maybe you really stuck to your meal plan that day before because you knew that next day was gonna be a thing, right? But that's yeah. forward thinking. That's planning. Right. Okay. I mean, that all sounds great. But what about exercise? How are we doing this? Because if you're going to Disney World, there's a lot of walking, but it's not yeah. like your heart rate's really up. You're kind of ambling. What are yes. we doing with exercise when we're on vacation? And obviously yes, and- vacation besides Disney World too. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So family vacation, right? Yes. I mentioned a couple of things. Maybe you're somebody who, let's say it's not Disney World. Let's say you're in Hawaii. The kids are going to surf during the day. You and your wife are going to sit on the lounge chairs and read books all day. You probably should get some movement, right? And so if you're up before the family, go and get that done. If it's something where you're like, yeah, no, I'm sleeping in every day. So are they, we're starting our days late. We'll maybe decide to get some body weight stuff done on the beach. Your MetPro app has great options for that. So trying to be cognizant of moving each day. Now, if you're somebody who that walking at Disney World is going to be above and beyond your typical daily output, then yeah, that's probably enough for the day. But if you're somebody who, yeah, sure, I'm going to get 20,000 steps today, but I'm not going to get my heart rate up. And so what does that look like for me? Right. And so again, kind of that individual just assessment and pre-planning, how am I going to, how and where am I going to fit that in? And even sometimes down to what am I going to do? Where are those home and travel workouts so that it's not like a oh, quick, I'm up 20 minutes before the family, like find something. Oh, now I finally found something and I have four minutes before everybody wakes up. I don't have time, right? So understanding where you're going to fit it and what you're going to do can be a, a big piece of that. Okay, okay, I love this. Now, what if you said you made a lot of promises to yourself, but <laughs> then you got there. You didn't yep. stay on plan. You get back, you gain 10 pounds. I can do uh, some damage in a week, Megan. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yep. I get it. I mean, I get it. Right. Oh boy. Okay. So this is my big thing. Before you leave, make sure you've got some shelf stable items at home for when you get home. And this goes for my business travelers too, right? Because let's say you get home Sunday night at 11 PM. Kids have school next morning, 8 AM. You got to get to the office. Oh crap. I'm not going to grocery shop. All my office offers for lunch is hot dogs and nachos. You need to have something at home where you can go, okay, shelf into my lunch pail, run out the door, right? Yes. Like you don't have time to get to the grocery store and you might need to do that for two, three days and that is okay. And so what are those things? Well, number one, you can ask your MetPro coach. If you are a MetPro client, we have a lot of options, but I'll just name a couple here, right? This could be oatmeal for breakfast. This could be eggs. I mean, unless you're gone for like a month plus, those <laughs> eggs are probably fine, right? This for lunchtime could mean rice cakes or an apple or even some deli meat, right? That maybe stayed just fine or, you know, a protein shake if that's all you got, right? Frozen fruits, another really great one to keep. That's another really great one to keep. So shelf-stable items that are always going to be there, nuts, so that when you get home, you grab it and you don't have to say, oh, well, I couldn't get to the grocery store. I really dislike that one myself when a client tells me that. I'm like, we have talked about this. You are supposed to have things on your shelf. So when you get home, that is not an excuse for me and my clients, right? They know, they know you must have things at home for when you arrive home. 
Yeah. That's a big deal. That's a big deal with any sort of travel, right? I am constant. I am always making sure that I have stuff on my shelf at home because sometimes I walk in and I'm like, Oh, my kid just ate my prepped meal. Awesome. I have nothing. I am out of veggies. I'm like, Nope, I got this. I got some frozen veggies. I've got, so those shelf stable items are good for all kinds of things. I think that's so important because when you get back from vacation, you're still in vacation mindset. And now you have the stress of the world. It's the vacation mode is over and it's like so hard to make. But it's hard and it's depressing a little bit, right? It is depressing. So sad. And so the last thing you need is the pressure of I got to hurry up and get to the grocery store. So be prepared. This is my favorite suggestion out of all of them, because when you get back and you want to get back on plan, you are going to fail if you are not prepared. And then you're going to feel really crappy about yourself in a few days. And it's going to continue. That's the thing, right? Because you're going to get on the scale. Like you said, you're 10 pounds heavier. And you're like, but I have no way to eat well today. Well, that stinks. And it's like, and tomorrow's just as crazy because I missed a week of life, right? Right. And the next day, and now I'm three, four days off plan further than my vacation. Nothing feels worse than that. And what do we know? It's really hard when you've got a broken routine within your routine to try and get that back. Yep. Yep. No. Again, pre-planning. Think about it, right? You know you're leaving. Make sure you've got some things on the shelf for when you get home. Yeah. No, this is really good. So if you do go and let's say you want to do a mix of these Mm -hmm. kind of like being mindful, being healthy, but you still want to be in that vacation mindset. Again, I'm talking about the family travelers, but you just want to relax. You don't want to have to think about everything. Is there a way to kind of find that balance between those two things? Yeah. No, I love that. So That can be really important, especially if you have family members or a spouse who are like, you're kind of annoying, like ease up a little bit, right? I'm super type A. I don't do things halfway, right? And so I get that sometimes, right? Like it's okay. You can eat. And it's like, well, no, I can't, but yes, you can, right? And so again, that's that pre-planning. That's that figuring out. And then a couple things I always say have to happen. Breakfast, afternoon snack. Don't mess those two up, right? And this might look like, hey, I'm having a breakfast at 7 a.m., but then we're all going to brunch at 9 or 10. It's okay. Go then enjoy brunch. Do what you do. But you know, hey, I'm not waiting three hours after I wake up to then eat because you're going to go to brunch starving and it's not going to go good, right? And so planning those things that are not going to affect others during that time can be really helpful, right? And then being able to ease up at other times. But again, like I said, just having that conversation with yourself, Hey, goal setting before you go, right. is just such a big thing of, Hey, I'm going to have two meals a day on plan. I am going to do this. Even if at lunch, I have that massive burrito and it's four o'clock and it's time for my snack. It's okay. Get your snack. Because if you wait, you're still going to be really hungry at dinner because your blood sugar is just woo, woo, woo. I feel like that's so important because I feel like the intuition that people have, including myself, is skip the snack. You just had this amazingly big lunch. You're saying do not skip the snack, even if you feel full. Eat it anyway. That's my rule of thumb, right? Because everybody in your party probably with family travel probably ate that big old meal with you. So guess what? Maybe that happened at noon and everybody's still at seven o'clock. It's going to be like, oh man, I'm full. But you're on Mepro. You've been eating five times a day. Now to go just to two or three, you're bound to go into dinner a little bit hungrier than others and your blood sugar is going to have plummeted. And so making a good decision by seven, eight o'clock, 
that's going to be, well, the example I just gave you is like seven hours later, right? Yeah. It's too long. It's too long regardless. And so having an option, even if it's (laughs) got littles, you're carrying applesauce pouches. I know you are. Even if it is an applesauce pouch and an ounce of already pre-portioned nuts by Trader Joe's, right? Like keep those in the bottom of something and grab it and have it four or five o'clock and then have your dinner meal. That's okay. Yes, and you know, I it. think <laughs> that is such a good point. And it's also, I think, important to say those things are also TSA approved. You can take that on the Absolutely. plane with you. Um, because oh, if yeah. they're less than three ounces of liquid, which the applesauce usually is, those little packets that you squeeze, that's easy to take with you. So you. Oh, yeah. And if they're 3.2 or 4.2 ounces and you're traveling with a kid, just tell TSA, it's for the baby. <laughs> Don't take it from me. Right. I had a TSA agent ask me just at Christmas time. He's like, wow, do you need 12 of these? And I was like, sure do. It's for the baby. And he was like, <laughs> okay. And I'm thinking in my head, shoot, that's for me and my husband. Baby's not having that. She's not even eating that yet. He doesn't know. Right? So <laughs> anything is for the baby when it's over, when it's over that amount. So, <laughs> Okay. This is a lot of really good tips for travel. Is there anything that we've missed that you want to make sure people know about that when they're traveling, they've thought through? I know I've missed something, right? I know I've missed an occasion. I know I've not covered off on something. The biggest thing I would say is just choose your goals before you go. Set them, set your intentions, really think hard about it, and then do your best to execute on it. But if you get home and you haven't been able to do that, stop beating yourself up about it. Let it go and get back on track because the worst thing you're gonna do for yourself is to continue to beat yourself up about what happened on that trip and just not get new footing and get back on track because now you're going to damage your progress ongoing, right? So get over it, get back up, move on. Get back to it. I love it. Get back to it. You got it. Megan, thank you so much for your time today. Can you give people your email address to reach out to? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Megan at metpro.co and Megan is (laughs) M-E-G-A-N. Perfect. Yay. Listeners, that is all for this week. You can find all of the MetPro Method episodes anywhere you get podcasts or metpro.co slash podcast. Please be sure to follow the show and rate and review. That lets other people know what they can expect from the show. You can learn more about MetPro at metpro.co. I am your host, Crystal O'Keefe, and I will be back next week. Until then, remember, consistency is key.